Hello, it is Feel Good Friday, October 9th, 2020, massive day. Adam Thielen, what? TJ Watt, what? Tom Pelissaro, what? His last name isn't what, but we were just talking about how many guests we have and how many conversations we have. What happened last night to Tampa Bay Q Gronkineers? Talk about that, plus preview the weekend, everything else going on in the world we appreciate you so much for taking time letting us penetrate your ear holes if you like this show today be a friend tell a friend if you don't like this show just act like it never happened hey ty schmidt let's get into this thing shall we in the world of the nfl obviously covid has found another target in the new york jets organization which we're not 100 percent sure what's going to happen there the patriots game has been moved to monday at 5 p.m and i do believe if i'm not mistaken the two people that will be calling that game on monday at 5 p.m are kirk herbstreet and chris fowler yep. so we have a 5 p.m monday night football game then obviously the regular program monday night football game after that i like that a lot more than pushing the game back until 1 a.m i assume they made the adjustment after last week and said this is what we should do instead 5 p.m football baby i've been all about it i've been asking for weekday afternoon football for a long time you see the olympics you watch it all damn day hell yeah wwe has a middle of the day pay-per-view because they're over in uh middle east I watched the whole damn thing. Yeah. yeah. People watching at home. The uh, World Cup, we watch that thing yeah. all day. All day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always said, I feel like daytime during the workday, which is where we are, by the way. Congrats to us. Shout out to us. Yeah. We're yeah. kind of taking our own, uh, uh, our own tips and opinions here to uh, heart. I feel like during the day, people are more apt to watch some stuff. Five o'clock, I think their numbers are going to be large. I think this is going to be big numbers because that is much better than having it start or end at 1 a.m., which I would assume some olds and even some younger olds can't make it that far Mm -hmm. and watch the entire evening. So shout out to the NFL still trying to make things happen. What will happen with the Jets and the Arizona Cardinals? Who knows? Cardinals are supposed to hop on a plane and fly to New York today with the one COVID positive in the New York Jets organization. Will the Cardinals fly out? TBD, maybe that game gets moved again. Then how does that affect the future one? I will still stand by the fact that I believe within the next 10 days, we will potentially hear, oh, I can't say potentially because then it's not as strong as I feel, but it kind of gives me an out when it happens. So I'll keep it in. It plays. I think we will potentially hear in the next 10 days, Roger Goodell have to come out and talk about having an extra week or two at the end of the NFL season as buffer weeks for teams to make up games if need be because we have to remember that the hotels in Tampa for the Super Mm -hmm. Bowl that are rented by the NFL have been first right of first refusal by the NFL for an extra month afterwards so that means that is going to be the plan ultimately they said forfeiture or something like that is last case scenario so maybe if a team misses four games and they can't do it in whatever maybe that'll be it I think we're going to see an extra week or two at the end to add on to games which doesn't by the way just affect the teams that could make the playoffs let's talk about the teams that are way out of it will they even put their team on the field who knows I mean there is a lot to be figured out but it's 2020 and I think we had a great depiction of what 2020 was just last night. When our great our game's greatest player of all time, our game, okay, the NFL, football, mm-hmm. greatest player of all time in almost everybody's mindsets, the man who has won six Super Bowls, the man mm-hmm. who was drafted out of Michigan, like pick 199 or whatever the yep. hell it was, and came in and led a dynasty for 20 straight years of success and has since parted ways, and now he's at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where a lot of players are ring-chasing to follow him because he is the greatest player of all time. The depiction of 2020 is our greatest player of all time at the end of the game last night being caught on camera uh, in a crucial moment to lose the game 
uh, not knowing that their offensive series was over. That is something that, you know, whenever you talk about 2020 and things come out of left field, like, hey, what's going on? You're looking this way. Wow! <laughs> right on the side of the face. You don't see it coming. That is what 2020 has been. Sports shutdown. Oh, never saw that coming. Huh. Nope. World shuts down. Whoa. Holy, Holy shit. What? Did not see that coming. Murder Hornets? Oh, yeah. What? what? Excuse me? Murder <sighs> Hornets. What are you talking about? The entire left side of our country is on fire? What? <laughs> what? Huh? Four or five months into this thing, we still don't have an answer for uh, a virus that was supposed to only be like two weeks out of our life. Like, what the fuck what, is where's going science? Now, Tom Brady has no idea that four downs are played. <laughs> that is a problem. That is maybe, I mean, we only talk about sports world, but in the sports world, I think that would, that is potentially the last thing on the list of things you thought would ever happen mm-hmm. is Tom Brady not know situational football or situational awareness because the New England Patriots, now let's not go ahead and say that they got it all figured out either because they had a quarterback take a sack with no timeouts left at the end of half in field goal range, and they lost their situational football, which made me think like, whoa, the Patriots 2020, this is crazy. But now that we see the greatest quarterback of all time, in a game-winning situation, which is what this dude never, ever, ever blinks, never flinches. That's why he's Tom Brady. He literally doesn't sweat. His eye black doesn't move ever, even back whenever it was cheap-ass eye black mm-hmm. that wasn't really waterproof. <laughs> His stuff was never moved. Looked like he never, ever sweat, which is why Tom Brady, old Tommy Foxborough, is the guy that is who he is. Last night with the picture of him holding four fingers up to a ref, questioning on whether or not it was still fourth down. No, no, it's fifth down now. And that means the other team has the ball. That means you guys lose. They're going to kneel it out. And that team that's going to kneel it out, by the way, big dick Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears at home get another one. They're four and one now. I don't know if you got victory stakes last night or if you're going to get birthday stakes tomorrow. Happy birthday to Zito. Happy birthday to Zito. That had to be a great night for to be a Bears fan because they were, when they were undefeated, Everybody that knows the game of football said, hey, Chicago Bears, the worst undefeated team maybe in the history <laughs> of the NFL. So then they lose. They're 3-1. and one. Okay. And, and Nick Foles, in his first game, he only th- three points. He was terrible. Got off a of football Brutal. player. I mean, he was a bad football player. Yeah. Nagy comes out and says, no, we're sticking with Nick Foles. Uh, this is for the duration here. This yeah. is our quarterback. This is our guy. We're going to go with him. And you heard a lot of the pundits on TV said, well, all the players know that Nick Foles is a guy who's won. He's been there. He's done that. So you know that you have a chance in every single game. And I'm not saying that the pundits said that you don't have that with Mitchell Trubisky, but it does feel like Nick Foles was a calming factor, but his first game he played, not great. I mean, not great at all. First quarter he played last night. Not great. Not great at all. But that defense with primetime players like Khalil Mack. Primetime players are primetime players because in primetime games, they make primetime plays. And that is what Khalil Mack made a bunch of last night. Had great interactions with Tom Brady, by the way. Love him whispering in his ear at the end of the game, basically. (laughs) And Tom Brady rolling his eyes. But this Chicago Bears team is now 4-1. Oh, yeah. And nobody has a clue what team they are. Everybody's still going to say they stink, but they just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, granted, Tampa Bay Buccaneers had no weapons, okay? Chris Godwin, ah! Leonard Fournette dressing, but ah! (laughs) Mike Evans playing, but ah! Scored a touchdown, by the way. Big ups to him. That was a plus 500 boost last night. Mike Evans scored first touchdown. He couldn't run at all. He still scores touchdown. Mike Evans is a man that should be in a conversation of, hey, great wide receivers. As is Allen Robinson, 10, uh, 10 catches last night. And there was a couple of that he had to make some magical plays. And he stopped, started a little bit uh, rocky there. I think he gave up a pick or whatever. It hit off his hands. But Allen Robinson, superstar. That Bears team, yeah. it doesn't matter how you win. 
The fact that they're winning games, Chicago's got to be pumped. And, and are yeah. you pumped about Nick Foles? Are you pumped about Nagy? Are you just pumped that the team that you guys have cheered for for a long, long time is just winning games and you have no idea why like the rest of the world? I will tell you, Nick Foles said last night it was a fist fight. And I, I love when your quarterback comes out after a game was, we've punched the shit out of those guys. Well, the thing about Nick Foles, too, they said, um, did you get a chance to talk to Tom Brady after the game? Tom Brady just immediately left the just field. Left yep. the field. Yeah. And Nick Foles said, ah, because of social distancing, we're not doing that or whatever. But Nick Foles was standing there Waiting. looking for him, <laughs> uh-huh. and Tom just jogged off the field. I wonder if there was a little bit of a disrespect oh, sure. field by Nick Foles. Animosity. And by the way, at this point, for no, I don't know about animosity. <laughs> I would assume Tom Brady didn't do that out of like, because there's probably a lot of people that Tom Brady shakes hands with, right? coach probably comes up to Tom Brady like for instance if I'm on the other team and we're playing the Tom well normally through my career I was with Vinatieri so Tom would actually come mm-hmm. come to our come to us just like by the way Belichick would come to to us I'll say yeah, but specialists while we were sitting there uh, me and Vinny had combined uh, five Super Bowls you know mm-hmm. what I mean pretty good so, yeah. pretty a lot. so between he would come or four Super Bowls he would come to uh, to us a lot obviously. of jewelry yeah so it, when me and Vinatieri are in a room mm-hmm. know that they're a multi-time Super Bowl yes. champion mm-hmm. ship rings yeah. in that room Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. and by the way if you walk into a room with Vinatieri same thing for you by the way whoa, whoa unbelievable hold the phone but it would it would be interesting that Tom Brady probably didn't want to talk to anybody so it's not just Nick Foles that he slighted there. I would assume that after games for Tom Brady is a full, I, I, I assume it is a full meet and greet sesh almost because that's what it was like for Peyton. That's what it's like for all the guys. Because all these young guys that were playing are in the league, got a chance to play against Tom Brady. They're like, okay, I got to go meet Tom Brady. I yeah. played against him. And everybody probably says, hey, big fan. Man. Even if they got bombed on by Tom Brady, mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity, which you probably never have again, go, hey, big fan, Tom. Like, you know, nice meeting you. Like that type of thing. That was probably what Tom was leaving. And Tom was probably also shown the photo of Patrick. Patrick Mahomes and Stephon Gilmore mm-hmm. after the game, and then it comes out a day later that Stephon Gilmore had COVID, and now yeah. they're like, well, does Patrick Mahomes have it? He doesn't, thank God, somehow. Don't know anything about COVID, by the way, if that wasn't a situation that would cause them to potentially share, because they were talking helmet to helmet. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty, 30, cl- pretty close. That's 40 Unless he has antibodies, which I would not be surprised by Patrick True. Mahomes having antibodies. His body probably does fight against it. But Tom Brady, with all those things, because I saw the internet talking about Tom basically being like LeBron, how LeBron walked off the court a couple yeah. days ago. Like, hey, Tom was doing that. I'm like, I don't think that's the same thing. I, I don't think this is the same situation. This is probably Tom not wanting to have a meet and greet yeah. or potentially get COVID. And maybe also a little bit of, I hate that Nick Foles <laughs> guy. I'm not going to over there. Him. Last night was great football. Fun to watch. The under hit. Shout out to Tony Unders over there. Boy, Appreciate you, Tony. It was quite a ride. Having me take that because it started out like a lock. There was a missed third down completion here. There was field goal instead of touchdown. Mm -hmm. There was this. There was a lot of things happening early for the under to hit. Then it got a little bit hot. Pum, pum, pum. Two touchdowns in like what? Two minutes minutes or something like that for the Bears. They take the lead going into half. First time in Tom Brady's career, I guess, where he's had to lead by at least 10 points in the first half and not go into halftime with uh, the lead or something like that. Some stat made the board. But last night's football was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching it. I had a great time. We learned a lot about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe they don't have it figured out yet, or maybe they just had no players. But that fourth down call, fourth and five, where they throw it into a a triple team and then – not know that it was fourth down and the game's over, that is a little alarming. I mean, that is something that I think we would all say is a little bit alarming. Have you ever seen something like that? Yes, I've seen. <laughs> I've, I've jogged on the field with young quarterbacks when it's fourth down, and they think like 
Like it's still third. Oh, like I'm jogging on the field. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's you doing? Yeah, yeah, like, you playing yeah, in the slot? Like even to like offensive linemen, it's happening where you're like, hey, 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 like, hey, good right, hey, good try, you know, like, <laughs> good try. Wide receiver, same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, hey, good try, you know, because as you're jogging on the field, so that happens. Yeah. But the quarterback, especially Tom Brady, you would assume not happen. And I would assume with a younger quarterback, the offensive play caller is going in there and he's going. Uh, okay, we got third down five here. Uh, don't turn the ball over. We can just punt if we have to. Here we go. And then they read the play, right? I would assume that there's a little bit of that. That's why with young quarterbacks, the ability to have the speaker in your, your thing is such a big deal. That's why cutting it off at 15 mm-hmm. is such a big deal because they don't want them to be able to just tell them everything because that is a weapon. Yeah. In some offensive coordinators, I would assume with young quarterbacks, I've, I mean, the only time I played quarterback, I had no speaker in my helmet. Old school, no big deal. <laughs> wow. But no big deal. And I took the snap 14 and a half yards instead of the seven. And maybe oh. they should try it. Can't get a rush on me. No big Jeez, deal. Smart. If you have a big enough arm, that really doesn't affect yeah, you. True. Yeah, I, I took a basically a 14 step drop back. You and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Mahomes do the same thing. Steve, Super Bowl Steve wasp. Yeah. That's what I played basically. Anyways, uh, so I would assume Byron Leftwich didn't feel like he had to do that to Tom. I assume Byron Leftwich didn't have to, didn't assume he had to go, hey, fourth down now. We have to pick up a first down, keep this thing alive however you can. I would assume he didn't do that. Will that be something they do moving forward? Or will they all just be like, okay, that we all know that that can't happen again. Who knows? And that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. There's been moments of greatness. There's been moments of what is that? And Tom Brady even came out when his, with his interview with EA before uh, the show. Aaron Andrews, yeah. nicknamed EA. I, I, I learned that. EA oh. Sports. Uh-huh. EA, it's in the game. EA, <laughs> he basically said, like, not having preseason in his entire life would he have ever thought was a big deal. But in this particular season, not having a preseason, he thought was pretty detrimental. And then he said in my previous home, I think he said New England. I don't know if he didn't say New England. Wow. I wish I would remember that little detail if he would have just said, like, my previous team. or before. But I think he said in New England, I was always the constant and people were coming in. So everybody had to learn my offense. He said, now it's the complete opposite. They, I have to learn their off. So he said there's a lot of things that he thinks, like the way this year has been set up as opposed to every other year, that maybe he didn't learn as quickly as he thought he was or they didn't gel as quickly as they had thought. But now they're at the point where Tom's chewing people out, so I assume he's comfortable with the boys, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just chewing out people that you're not, you don't get along with. Yeah. And some people might say, like, oh, he shouldn't do that to his teammates. It's like, no, if that's the type of guy he is, if he's doing that, that mm-hmm. means he's comfortable with those guys. Okay, he's not just going to do that to somebody that he doesn't like or whatever. And now, granted, there's different ways to do things. Hey, we've all seen the video footage of Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday almost getting into a fist fight on the Ooh, sideline. Yeah. <laughs> we've all seen and heard about stories of basically every quarterback that's probably come, ever come into the NFL getting into it with somebody on the sideline, except for Andrew Luck. That guy never got into it with anybody and I actually thought that was a detriment to him. I, I wish yeah. that there was a couple of times where he would potentially chew people out. So I think the book is still out on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on the Tampa Bay Q Gronkineers. I think they could be great. Uh-huh. I think they could potentially fizzle out here for whatever reason because they're not all on the same page or they don't get it. I, I think both of those are very equally likely, likely. But in my eyes, since I picked them to go to the Super Bowl very early, I'd like to believe that they're going to figure this out and get it going, oh, yeah. but I can't have the fucking quarterback not knowing it's fourth down at the end of the game. <laughs> Just can't have it. And then the drive before that, 
whenever you're up two and you can put the game away and you only eat off like 12 seconds yeah. off the clock and you run a passing play when you only have one wide receiver and Ronald Jones runs out right into like four people for a check down, like that is a problem. There are some situational football alarming situations that happened last night that you would not expect for a team that has Tom Brady as a quarterback. They're going to have to figure that out. But if you're the Chicago Bears, who gives a fuck? That's hey, what God, I do. Yeah. That's a hell of a Thursday night football. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman did mm-hmm. incredible. This weekend, games are all over the board. Yep. We got two on Monday, I believe. We got one on Tuesday, potentially. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch on Sunday. We got college football on Saturday. We'll talk about it all. Today with our guest Tom Pelissaro, Adam Thielen, and TJ. What? What? All the boys are here at Tone Diggs, at Boston Connor, Ty Schmidt, at Viva Lazito. We have to get to a break, Zito, after your big Bears win, birthday oh, yeah. weekend as well. What is your big old poll of the day for the people? Hey, Zito's poll today is who will have a more successful 2020 season? As of right now, Tom Brady's at 31.6%. Mr. Belichick's at 68.4%. Mm-hmm. This is obviously Yikes. a poll that Zito put out there strictly to profit off of the what have you done for me lately crowd. I don't know. That seems like a pretty Zito honest poll. Zito wants Bill Belichick to win because he is roommates <laughs> with a man who is a diehard New England Patriot fan. Somehow... Boston Connor's toxicity towards Tom <laughs> oh, oh, oh. has penetrated the birthday boy Zito. Yeah. You want to see Tom Brady lose this poll? No, I want. I want no, to win. no, no, don't no, even. No, you don't do not. Even. I think he's gonna be more successful. Zito I, wants 50-50. He always wants 50-50. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not yeah. a sports book. I, no, I will tell you, I, I never vote. vote. I never vote. I can't. No, to Brady. But you, hold on. You hanging on to this poll though until. Conveniently, the day after your Bears team beat mean? Tom Brady and he makes a crucial error at the end of the game that he wouldn't normally make is interesting timing. And I would oh. say that's leading journalism. I would say that is. I will say the Bears are on the Panthers. Brady's in the rearview mirror, so we don't care about him anymore. Uh, so sorry to interrupt, and I'd like to take a moment to talk about something that is very serious, and I can't believe it's still happening. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You get in a crash. People get hurt or killed, but let's take a moment to look at some surprisingly alarming statistics. Still, right now, almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. Jesus. Drunk driving can have a big impact in your wallet, too. You get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver. Call a taxi. Maybe just do what every human's doing right now. Uber, lift your ass home. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that because you want to have a good time that anybody else's life should be in jeopardy, especially with the resources that we have in 2020. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This is paid for by the NHTSA, which is pronounced NHTSA. It's 2020. There's no reason for you to be drunk driving. It's not cool. It's not smart. You're actually a stooge and a sellout. Back to the show. The NFL players right now and coaches and equipment managers and athletic trainers, and I think that is what I've noticed the most out of the Tennessee outbreak, out of what happened in New England, now with the Jets, and everything that's kind of moving and moving and grooving. It's 
it's almost like we should be giving a lot more credit to all the guys and girls that haven't had anything That's done. Yeah. So congrats to the 29 teams that have successfully followed all the COVID-19 protocols to get us into this week five of the NFL season. Appreciate you know what you I mean? Yeah. Right now, negativity, Friday, negativity hogs publicity. So obviously, we're going to talk about the Jets in New England and what's happening in Tennessee and everything Vegas. like that. And in the Las Vegas Raiders, who had one person uh -huh. and yeah. games being moved, and the Chiefs having a practice player having a positive Jordan oh. Tomu, the XFL's uh, MVP probably. Mm -hmm. PJ Walker didn't have it, but that, that means <laughs> that means there's a lot of other teams that have done this thing completely right. Mm -hmm. And on this Feel Good Friday, I think we should celebrate yes. those particular humans. Hell yeah! So big thanks to the 28 teams if you do lump the Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs oh, who have had a positive case well I guess 27 teams uh, for having an incredible start with your protocols so thank you perfect. so much thank you I mean people, all of us people are going to talk about how the there there's protocols being broken in in different buildings a lot that led off all the news basically yeah. hey we got a, two games on monday we got a game on tuesday we got this happening on this day and it's all like negative 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 how about the teams that have had negative tests throughout this entire thing we'll be a team that our show that will spotlight yes we will absolutely. absolutely joining us now is a man from a team that did get affected by the covid but had no positive tests. This man last year was number three in the Defensive Player of the Year voting. What? This man is currently the odds-on favorite to be the Defensive Player of the Year. What? This man gets interceptions. What? This man gets fumbles. What? This man gets sacks. What? More sacks. What? More sacks. What? This man also eats at Subway. What? Also hosts a game show about Tag. What? Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, defensive end, outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, T.J. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow, that was some introduction, man. I love the energy. Well, you deserve it. I enjoy the way you play the football as well. I think before we get this. Oh. oh. Man. Hey, I appreciate they were, they were going like hotcakes in the stinking locker room. <laughs> the whole locker got berated. I think there's only one left, and I got it on. Well, <laughs> by the way, I love your Wisconsin accent. Okay? I just hear it immediately. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Excited to chat with you here on this Fast Friday. Thank you, man. I'm here for it. All right, so you're a man. I obviously know uh, that you eat weights for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> you watch more film than anybody. You like working. I mean, that is kind of uh, why you've gotten to where you are. Last week, you guys get thrown into a bye week without knowing it's a bye week, basically, because of what happens in Tennessee. I would assume going into the season, you knew that this was potentially possible. Mike Tomlin's wordings were, we do not care. That has to be the mindset throughout the entire team. And do you feel fresher with your knee injury in the team? Do you feel fresher going into the Eagles this weekend? And did you get a little bit of the benefit of a bye week without even knowing you were in one? Yeah, I think me personally, uh, I got to capitalize on I had the knee and I, I got a little banged up uh, in the previous week. And uh, it would have been nicer to have a few extra days and know the bye week was coming <laughs> a little bit sooner than it was. Uh, but uh, like Coach T said, we really don't care. It doesn't matter uh, who we're facing. Um, we don't care where we have to play, when we have to play. We're trying to do everything that we can to follow these protocols. I got a tracker on me every time I'm in the facility. And uh, I want to play football, and I'll do whatever it takes to do it. And uh, I'm willing to stay inside the house and not leave if that's what it takes. I feel like um, I just want to play football is a mindset by a lot of people in the NFL, obviously. But the Watt family, it's celebrated. And <laughs> I don't think anybody 
Not that that's a good thing, by the way. That's, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I don't think anybody knew what to expect from you, right? I, I think everybody just automatically assumed, like, hey, this is another JJ here. But you go to Pittsburgh, obviously, you have a different route to get to where you are. I mean, you have your own story. And last year, we went to that Buffalo Bills game at the end of the season. It didn't end up great. I, we should, probably should have won. That was my fault for probably mm-hmm. you guys losing. But I noticed in year three, okay, you were the last guy introduced. Uh, when the defense was introduced. And I was like, whoa, I did not expect that to be the guy that comes out last. That's a rather large deal, okay? That is, in the locker room, that's a big deal. In the city, that's a big deal. At what point did you know, like, you were going to be a guy in the NFL? Like, did you, obviously you had that thought going in. You're like, all right, I'm going to be able to do what I got to do. But was there any moments where you're like, okay, Pittsburgh's a great city for me. This team's a great team for me. And this league is a league that I'm going to have success in. Yeah, I, I always thought Pittsburgh was a great fit for me. Uh, they run the 3-4 really well. Obviously, they're known for their outside linebackers and having splash. Uh, and then, I mean, seeing J.J. firsthand and Derek, obviously, too, having success in the NFL, uh, knowing that I grew up with those guys, I, I knew the work that went into it. And I said, if they can do it, why can't I? So I think I just – they gave me kind of the blueprint of what I had to do and just trying to be the best professional that I could be. Um, soaking up as much information as a rookie and not talking. I think J.J. taught me that uh, to try to be the quiet guy that just performs really well. And uh, as the years goes on, you kind of kind of grow into that leadership role. And uh, like you said, coming out of the tunnel last, I think year three, uh, I think I found that on a game day. And that was a really cool moment for me. And uh, the rest is, is still being written. Hey, that's a lot of pressure coming out last. Okay, you. this is the final, here we go. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Renegade comes on in the fourth quarter. That's another <laughs> little boost. But you coming out is a big deal. And I was like, damn, this is real. And then you start watching you play these last couple of years. Obviously, first couple of years are still good. Last year, third in defensive player of the year voting. This year, the odds-on favorite. What is it you think that has made you have this success that you've had in the game? Is it your skill set? Is it your power? Is it your speed? Is it Tom? Is it a com- combination of everything? What do you think it actually is, if you could put a finger point on it i think it's a combination of things uh i'm still just growing at this position i only played two years of uh defense in college uh so i'm still growing uh, with the position i played only right side my rookie year these past few years i've played only left side uh so just getting more and more comfortable the game is slowing down uh, early on in my career i wasn't able to kind of process everything i wasn't able to listen uh, as much to snap counts to what the offense alignment are saying just because i had so much going on in my mind of what i was doing on each play but now things are slowing down so i can listen uh, if alignment's saying something that is is referring to a pass or a run play uh, i can hear that and usually jump the snap count and get the play right so the no crowd thing has been a benefit to the offense in everybody's eyes. Like hard counts are working on the road. The road team yeah. does whatever. Defense seems to be getting screwed with the lack of fans. But in your eyes, you're actually using it as an advantage. Like, okay, and normally whenever this city in this stadium is so loud, which is great news for me against these tackles who can't get off on time or whatever. But without that, you've been able to find some real advantages in being able to hear potential code words or anything like that. Yeah, I think, like you just said, it, it's huge to have that crowd noise. Don't get me wrong, as a pass rusher, I would want that more than anything, especially here in Pittsburgh, uh, Steel Nation, flipping the towels around and everything, and being able to get off the ball is number one as, a, as an edge rusher. But you have to look at the bright side, and this is the first time I've been able to hear almost everything. This is the, the most TV copies of games that I've watched. I've watched pretty much every single game um, of our opponent on TV and just kind of close my eyes and listen for as much information that I could possibly get uh, to help me and then relate it to my teammates and uh, use it to our benefit. Man. Damn. That is just, so you're just, so you really are like, 
Uh, yeah, I do the football. You go home. I, you go- I love, man. I I absolutely love the game of football. I love being able to go in on Sunday and say I prepared everything that I possibly can. Um, while that guy was probably sitting on the couch watching TV, I've been watching film. I've been working out. I think I know how corny it sounds, but that, it's truly how I feel about the game. No, that's confidence, by the way. Your preparation leads to your confidence because if you feel like you're prepared for anything, even more prepared than the other person, you can kind of just go ahead and let it rip and react as opposed to overthink. So I think that's a good thing, and I think the greats all have that. And it's awesome to hear that you do because I was a little bit worried about your generation being a bunch of soft asses. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Playing video games. I was worried about that. I was obviously worried no, about not, that. Not around here. <laughs> Uh, what do you got, Diggs? TJ, so you had 13 sacks your rookie year, which is pretty good. By the way, big fan. Uh, 14 and a half sacks last year. And, like, you'll have these good games, and, and JJ will tweet, like, yay, TJ. But then, like, someone will say something. He'll be like, well, yeah, come talk to me when he has three defensive players of the year. Like, why is he going to be such a bully, man? Like, why can't yeah. – why is he going to be a bully What's like that? What's that all about? He likes to dish compliments, but he doesn't like to dish too much. Uh, he, he likes to remind me that he he has all of his awards. Anytime I FaceTime him, sometimes he'll be in his office, and he's got the three three awards hanging above his head. And I'm like, I know you won those. <laughs> it's 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 incredible to to go back and just look at all the stats that he put up. Uh, I know you played uh, in the AFC South, Pat, and got to see some of the stuff firsthand. And um, it was incredible. I go back and look at those stats from when he was really, really on his game, and it's crazy. He was a game wrecker in all facets. I mean, scoring touchdowns. You ever get in Tomlin's ear like, hey, maybe throw me an out every once in a while? He said, I, I got to do a lot more before I, we do any of those stuff. Good <laughs> <laughs> tight ends here. Let's talk about Tomlin. You got to do a lot more, too, before you potentially just chew out your coach allegedly on the practice field and change everything around. <laughs> no, no, no. We won't talk about it. Don't know. We're not going to talk about it. But let's talk, let's talk about Tomlin, though. I've had a chance, obviously, to interact with Tomlin a couple different occasions. Coach Stu, who was my coach at West Virginia, gave him his first job, so he was around a lot. Tomlin was the one that put me through my workout on my pro day at West Virginia. Without him, I'm not in the league. Every time we play, I got a chance to dap him up. And he he doesn't do a lot of talking. He's not with the media much. But I talked to everybody that plays for the Steelers. They're like, he's that dude. Like, he's just that guy. What has Tomlin been like to play for? And why does he never get the credit or the uh, like the accolades that everybody else seems to have if they had the same record he had? Man, he's awesome. He's the ultimate coach as far as knowing how to motivate his players and uh he's never gonna gonna fold up shop like like last year you saw we didn't have our starting quarterback and uh he just said listen we're gonna go with what we got and we're gonna as a defense he's a defensive minded coach i really love uh just his attack mentality i mean we we embrace being blitzers we embrace um being that 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 badass defense that flies around and makes as many plays as we possibly can and create and splash uh just as a person the amount of transparency that he has. If you don't know, if you're playing well, all you got to do is ask him and he's going to tell you. <laughs> he's not going to hide uh, how he feels. Uh, I think that's really important uh, from an evaluation standpoint and just a person. I'm a big fan of him. I, he came up to me last week in or last year whenever we were there and talked mm-hmm. about everything I was doing. And I know he's a super football guy, but he's just – he never gets talked about at the level that great coaches get talked about, and he has just been so good. And the legacy in Pittsburgh, by the way, is to have a badass defense. Like, that is something that Pittsburgh, the Steeler fans, absolutely love. And for you guys, this defensive line you have is like the steel curtain again, but in a different fashion. It's much more athletic. It, it makes different plays. But you, Cam, Bud, the whole boys in that room there, 
You have to be an absolute nightmare. How nice is it to know that the people that are lining up, now granted you're outside linebacker, we get it, but the people that are rushing the passer are an incredibly talented group. Cam Hayward picked a human up last year <laughs> and dumped him on a quarterback and completely changed the trajectory of the Indianapolis Colts. That group that you guys have, are you competing against each other? Is it like, hey, who's going to be the dog this week in the room? Or is it, hey, let's all eat here. Let's figure out how we can all eat. Man, Cam, Bud, Tua, Tyson, you should see practice. I think Bud put an offensive lineman on his ass yesterday in practice. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. Is there is there drama in the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, no. Bud Degree is fighting offensive linemen? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> It's it's very competitive around here, but it's all the right type of competition. Okay, okay. We all love to see each other succeed. Uh, we don't care who's making the plays. Like you said, we blitz a lot, and we don't care who's blitzing. The other team doesn't know where it's coming from because we send absolutely everybody. Uh, so as long as we're making the plays, we're creating splash, and uh, we're providing uh, the offense with good field position and turn the ball over, life is good in Pittsburgh. TJ, obviously you grew up watching your brother, uh, Stud, one of the best, one of the all-time greats. Are there any other guys, though, that you idolized or watched film on to get some pass rush moves or to model your game after? Uh, not not really growing up just because I was I just switched to defense my junior year of college. Um, but now that I'm in the NFL, um, I try to, whenever I play uh, an offensive lineman, I try to watch uh, somebody that's kind of a speed rusher like a Von Miller or Yannick Nagakwe. Um just, just guys that are really skilled with their hands, uh, that have a great get-off. Uh, just just love to watch their craft and see what type of moves that I can translate to my game. Hey, why'd you do the kick? I enjoy the kick, but why? when did we settle on the – because it's really good extension, too. You have great flexibility. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a celebration. How did you settle on that? You just freak out, panic one time, you do it, and everybody's like yeah. – I honestly think that's what it is. <laughs> I make a play, I black out, and the first thing that happens is my leg goes up in the air, and the rest is history. <laughs> Do you yell a lot? Are you Because your brother, they have your brother mic'd up, and he is a chirper. I mean, he is a guy that is a chirper. I would assume in that family you have to be. Are you a big talker, or are you kind of celebrate, yell, and I'll keep it quiet in between plays? Uh, I mean, I, I was mic'd up for the first time against the Texans last week, and I made sure that I didn't talk as much trash as I normally do. <laughs> oh, smart. That's very smart, by the way. But I, I think, like you said, it comes back to the confidence thing and, and just trying to play as best as you possibly can, and mental warfare is definitely part of it. It can be. And um, <laughs> I, I love the yell. I love the yell after you make a play. It's just super, super excited. And this is the NFL, man. It's tough to make these plays, so it's it'd be – It'd be a disservice not to celebrate when you make them. I agree. I, I used to. I had that motto whenever I was punting. Man, I, it's, it's not easy to do what I just did. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. I'm pumped to be here. I'm going to celebrate the hell out of this. You saying that mental warfare is a part of it is awesome to think about. Just going into a game like, all right, I'm going to beat this guy physically and mentally. I'm aware, <laughs> I'm aware of this guy's ass out. What's up, Dick? TJ, no offense to Mason and Duck. We love Duck. We've had Duck on the show. But how awesome is it to have seven back? Oh, it's incredible. Uh, he's he looks awesome, and to be able to compete and practice against him again, and uh, the no look passes are back, and just dropping dimes on a daily basis. Uh, obviously, we can't get close to him at all. He's got a big bubble around him in the pocket. That's unfortunate. Smart, uh, but it's awesome to have him back. Um, last question before we let you go, and we can't thank you enough for spending time here. Um, great hat too. I mean, the backwards hat. Oh, wow. You look- Thank you, thank you. You look so cool. Dude. Good look. Black <laughs> chain. So black chain. Black, black cool. chain. Wow. I mean, I'm is. probably going to buy one today. Yes. I try to tie it, tie it in with the yeah. shirt. You look awesome. Oh. Hey, don't get us wrong. You look awesome. 
I thought that maybe because uh, you guys were heating up and defense is playing great since jump, but the offense was heating up or whatever. Then all of a sudden you have this layoff out of nowhere for the Titans game. Now building back up. Do you do you see any chance of your team potentially having a hiccup because of what happened to the Titans, or is that just something that I that should not even be talked about? We're professionals here. Um, I don't know. I, I feel very confident. Uh, I take this kind of not as like a bye week, but more like a bowl prep. It's kind of how I've been looking at it. Just because we've had an extended period of time, we know who our opponent's going to be. Um, you can watch as much film as you could possibly watch. Uh, our bodies feel great. Everybody's fresh. Uh, and I'm excited. Uh, it feels like it's been a long time since we've been in a stadium, and I'm really looking forward to Sunday. What lifts do you, you – I know your brother does uh, those things out in the log house that he has. That's like <laughs> the log. He lives out in a log house that is uh, what I think is like seventy five thousand square feet. Yeah, just like, about, yeah. you know, like he's living out in the woods out in Wisconsin. I'm like, well, let's look at the house first. I mean, he's got <laughs> TV with lighting around the outside. I am scary at night. He's in the middle of the woods. It is scary at night. I tell you that. Well, that's why you got to be a Watt brother. Right? <laughs> that's why you guys got that subway shop that your dad runs outside of it. But what is the go to lift? Explosive exercises. Oh uh, yeah, you want to be as explosive as possible. But you also don't want to push it too hard in season and uh you have to be smart with pushing yourself and being as smart as possible you don't want to have any tweaks or anything before you go out on the field uh, so usually you start more strength early in the week and then it's kind of a slow taper as you get closer to game day all right well good luck this sunday it's gonna be great to see you guys playing the football game i mean unless unless we Uh-oh. there is still time for covid to potentially yeah. hey there is still knock on wood happy birthday to you sunday uh have a great one out there i assume a sack right. or two a big punt have a great time ladies and gentlemen uh defensive player of the year favorite right now oh. a man who was number three in the voting last year fourth year pittsburgh steeler outside linebacker t Jay. What? Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Cool guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great guy. Classic cool guy. He kicks ass on the field, though. When he came out last in the introduction there, uh, when we went to that Steelers game, place one bananas <laughs> that is a rather tall task by the way to be the last person out there you've seen the different people ray lewis comes out last oh, yeah. peyton used to come out last andrew come out last you look at jj used to come out mm-hmm. last that's a big thing the, the and dawkins whenever he yep. was playing for the like the last person to come out is a you, you gotta be respected by the team as well to put you there not just the players and i think that's a big deal for a third year guy What's you going know on? how easily influenced i am yeah you just bought the black chain bought the black chain yeah wow. smart. yeah you had to had to had to There's something that had to be done but you're turning into jay cutler right now because you're watching that montana show mm-hmm. you were a madman there for like a year just getting hammered off a of whiskey yeah. every single day with slick back hair. yeah you're a chameleon but you're a damn good one you're being joined now by a man who can hit a three wood 375 yards a man who had to pay his way into a workout to inevitably end up on the minnesota vikings a man who is the first person in the history of the NFL, to do the gritty as a celebration dance, ladies and gentlemen, wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. First guy in, last guy out, coach's kid, lunch pail <laughs> kind of guy, crafty athlete, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Thiel. What's up? Man, we've missed you over here. I'm going to be honest. How have you been? Well, I've, I've been great, but, um, you know, I've been a little sad that it's taken this long to get back on your show. Well, every week I see Rogers on there like oh, every no. single week, and I can't even get a call for like it's it's almost like I feel like we had such a good time talking last time 
And then I feel like the the girlfriend that you never call back. That's all. Oh, no, don't feel that way. What you should feel like is the friend who had an abundance of fun, almost an overdose of fun the last time we talked. And then the friend saw you in a situation where, you know, maybe it's not the right time for this guy to display the amount of fun we're probably going to have again because the team isn't playing as great as they potentially could be. Then you guys get a big win. It's like, hey, time to get the fun out. We are back. Let's do it. So that's where we stand, Adam. Okay, okay. As as a guy now uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, a, a staple of the organization at this point, you guys get a big win. What is the mindset now? Like, hey, that is what we are. Okay, that is what we know we can be. Uh, you do the gritty. I do the gritty. We do the gritty. And we just keep on winning with gritty Kirk Cousins. What is the mindset going forward? And I feel like you guys were potentially in a similar spot last year mental-wise, and then you guys figured it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think for us, it's just making sure we're still having fun. Like like you said, you know, it's a uh, uh, it's it's hard when you're you're losing to have fun. But uh, we want to make sure that, that we're still going out there. Uh, we're doing this, playing the sport that we love, and and having fun doing it, whether win, lose, uh, regardless. Uh, go out there and have fun, and and I think you see that. You see a bunch of guys that uh, are just going out there. They they love to play. They love to compete. And it doesn't really matter what our record is. We're going to still go out there, have fun, and and try to do our job to the best of our ability. And I think the thing about fans is whenever you lose early, you can obviously lose a little bit of hope or be pissed off about it. For players, there's another game coming. So it's not like, a, hey, we can worry and let this ruin our life type thing. We have to get ready for the next one. For you, Justin Jefferson's in there, young guy. It looks like you two have really bonded well. Has the offense come together here? The departure of Stephon Diggs, do you feel like – without the preseason, without a chance for the young guy to kind of buy in there, it was a little bit of a problem on the field, not off the field, but on the field, and now you guys are kind of catching your groove, or has that just been something that was immediate from the jump as soon as he got there, everything's good? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, credit to him. He, he's kind of came in here on fire since he got here, uh, you know, shown that, that he belongs, uh, that he's ready to play, um, and we were just kind of waiting for, uh, you know, his opportunity to, to see what he can do, but um, but yeah, obviously it's different with with no preseason games, no OTAs. That's that's huge. Obviously, uh, being able to come in and, and get comfortable with with everything. But uh, you know, obviously it doesn't take him much time because he's he's lighting it on fire and, and he's having fun doing it. That's what I love most about him is is he's always got a smile on his face. He's he's never complaining. Even the first couple of weeks when he wasn't uh, getting a lot of opportunity, you know, he he has a smile on his face. Come to work every day, and and I enjoy being around people like that. I would assume he introduced you to the gritty. Or did you he did. No, yeah. he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that first touchdown when he came running over, and I saw you directly look at him and start doing it, and he was all excited. <laughs> that was a really cool moment, I think, that I saw from the outside looking in about team camaraderie. I was like, that's a really cool moment between those two. Old, young guy, same world. We're all happy we succeeded here. That's right. We, uh, uh, I've seen him do it in college, and then uh, you know, since he got here, he's always doing it. So. So I told him, you know, anytime I'm in the end zone, I'm, I'm going to be doing your dance. So he allowed me to use his dance. So I'm not I'm not very good at it, but I, I have fun Whoa. doing it. I was about to say, have you heard the Internet say that you are the worst? Really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you deserve that at this point. Well, yeah, and uh, no excuses, right? But uh, I will say, in practice, I'm unbelievable. At it. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and then, and then the, you know, the lights are on me, and and you know, the cameras, and I'm all juiced up. So it gets a little out of rhythm, but uh, hopefully I can master it one of these days. Hey, bring that heart rate down a little bit. Hey, <laughs> that's, let's... that's what it was. I'm like too juiced up. That's yeah. what I told him, and then. 
you know, who knows what happens after that. Well, you got to do what you got to do when you're in the zone. Uh, you can you <laughs> you are currently in the middle of a run, eight games with most consecutive games with 100 yards receiving. That's unbelievable. You're tied with no, he's not. Before. That, oh, before he is the seasons. NFL record yeah. for most games with 100 yards. In, in oh, so eight. he's not in the middle of it right now. No. Why don't you get back to that? Then? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing that, right now? That's a long time ago, man. That's that's like when I was like in the 20s. Well, let's talk about oh. you and Kirk then. Let's talk about you and Kirk's relationship. Okay, let's talk about you and Kirk Cousins because last year there was a moment everybody saw it. We all talked about. It. I think we even talked to you about it. Uh, they didn't the Kirk Cousins show happen. Then obviously Kirk Cousins goes down to Jerry World and he becomes primetime Kirk's Kirk Cousins. Then get a playoff win against the Saints and everybody's like, okay, Kirk Cousins has gotten the monkey off of his back. What everybody said. Then this off season, just a couple weeks ago, he comes out and says, "If I die, I die." And I'm like, oh, yeah. this feels like a Kirk. Cousins that is a a different Kirk Cousins than I would have expected what is this year's Kirk Cousins how is your relationship with him and how does he feel day in day out with the team that you guys have right now yeah I think I think that's the thing uh you know most people don't know like you said uh, everybody kind of has this vision of, of who Kirk is but uh he, he's totally different you know he he's a he's a fun guy to be around again you know you talk about you know Justin how much fun he has and uh Kirk's that same guy always always mess around joke around uh, and then you, you see him on the field and he's a totally different person because he's locked in, he's, he's focused. Uh, it's hard to get him off his, uh, you know, out of his focus when you try to make him laugh, but he doesn't really give, give you much on the field. But, um, but yeah, he's, he's a fun guy to be around. Uh, obviously, you know, he's a great leader to have in a locker room because he's the same Kirk every single day. Whether we're losing, whether he's getting just killed on the internet or, or by the fans, things like that, he's the same guy. He's preparing. He's ready to go. He's ready to lead this team and, and help us win games. And when you're sitting there and you're seeing what's going on with the Titans and you're seeing what's going on with the Patriots and you're sitting there and you're seeing what's going on with the Jets allegedly this morning, it feels like even if you guys have it all locked down in there, and I've heard there's humans walking around writing down names if you don't have your mask on and they're like watching the surveillance cameras and there's certain ways you can do this and do that. You can't eat with people and all this. I mean, it's wild shit you guys are going through right now. But when you see this happen with other teams, is there any mindset that we can get it all right and we can still potentially get affected by this like the Steelers got last time, last week with the early bye week out of nowhere because the Titans couldn't travel to play? Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just, uh, you know, taking it day by day because you really just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you try to, uh, you know, do your to your best ability to follow the rules and, and do all that. So, uh, you, you know, you hope that you don't you don't get in your own team in that situation. But, yeah, we have a, a mask force, we call them, around the building that is just looking for people without their masks <laughs> on or, or, or having them on correctly. So. So that's been interesting, but uh, it is what it is. So what do they do? It's like a hall monitor in high school. They're just writing down names. And are they people from the Vikings, or is it an NFL representative? No, it's it's like people. You, you don't you didn't know at, at first who they were, but now you have a good idea who they are because <laughs> uh, they start circling you if your like mask is like a little bit below your nose, Shucks. and uh, they start circling you and like, hey, mask up. So oh my uh, God. that's the mask force. So the bubble is obviously something that all players are excited about. The um, 
What? <laughs> I got I got like ten text, literally, legitimately seven text messages from guys, both coaches and players around the league. As soon as we talked about it the other day, they were like, "Do not even, don't even put that into the unit. Stop talking about it. Just don't even say it." But it is a big conversation. Let's eliminate the bubble thought because I don't think it would be even possible within the NFL with how large it is, especially at this moment. It would be very, very difficult with all the things that NFL teams need, as opposed to what NBA players need or the MLS or anything like that. So different story, but. When you go home, do you just go home, lock yourself in your house, come back to work? And is that just put that on repeat? Is that what everybody is being asked to do? Or what is day to day? Can you leave your house? Can your kids leave your house? What What is the rules? Yeah, it's it's interesting, obviously, with having a family. Uh, I mean, you know how it is. You know, during the season, you're you're exhausted. It's not like you're, you're wanting to do much anyways, uh, especially when you have a family. You come home and, and your real job begins. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, I mean, my, my family's still doing the thing. My boys go to school, uh, things like that. Uh, but definitely uh, try to be aware of it. Um, you know, it's my son's birthday this weekend. And- hey, happy birthday, happy birthday. Let's have a big party. Everybody in Minnesota, come to Thielen's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He, so we're not inviting all of his friends and doing a big party, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, we, we actually play on his birthday, so I have to do a little shout-out over TV. But um but yeah so we're doing a little party just family tonight oh so you're gonna score this weekend for your kid here we go that's a good bet actually anytime scorer adam Thielen, because if not his kid's birthday is completely ruined, ruined. what do you got Connor? oh shoot hey, yeah yeah hey, you said it not uh, i mean it's, you can't even have a party for the kid adam uh covid's been detrimental to undrafted free agents coming out of college what uh would you would be your message to those guys and do you think they have a chance next year to you know make an impact yeah, I'd say just uh, give it, give it another year. Uh, give it, just keep working out, keep training. Um, you know, keep if, if if that's your dream and you really want to give it a true shot. Um, I think that you'll have plenty of opportunity. You know, coming up next year with with rookie camps, I'm sure they'll have a ton of in, invites for that, and um, you know, workouts, things like that. Once this is all uh, behind us, so um, yeah, obviously a, a bummer this year with no preseason games and all that. But I, I think those guys will get their shots as long as they. You know, keep training and keep working out and, and uh, give it another year. Whenever you had to pay to go work out, were you just so upset at the humans <laughs> that you saw getting opportunities? You had to be. Now that we can now that we can hindsight the player that you are being perfectly built for the NFL, at that point being told by everybody like, yeah, you, uh, we don't even want to give you a free workout. Like, you're going to have to pay us to do that. What would, You had to be so upset at so many people, I would assume. Or was it just, no, I'm motivated. No, but nothing's going to stop me. <laughs> Honestly, I, I never even thought about it, like, being a big deal. I just kind of was like, oh, hey, it's an opportunity. Uh, I was pumped to be there. Um, obviously, when I got there, I think I told you guys this story, but uh, when I got there and I saw a quarterback that couldn't throw at 10 yards and uh, got kicked <laughs> out immediately, I was like, oh, boy, what am I doing? But, uh, but no, honestly, I, I never really thought about that stuff and, until I, you know, got into the league and, and started really thinking about it like, man, like, it's just crazy how, how uh, you know, it was kind of a little bit of a scam, to be honest. Uh, most <laughs> oh! Of those, most oh! Of those, wow. No business being there, but hey. I got me a look, I guess. So. What was it? Really... 15 bucks? 25 bucks? 
I think it was. I think it was like five hundred bucks. Whoa! It's yeah. quite a scam. Uh, there, invoice, though. Good investment. We'll send digs to the next one. <laughs> so we we do have a. Uh, I do have a business plan for you. So oh. if you want to start up a little combine deal, you know, Here we I go. do. You'll be the Facebook, like Mister Regional Combine, the Thielen Combine. Come in. Nobody will look at you, but you can pay to do things on our. Yeah, field. no scouts there. Uh, you can be any age. Never had to play college football. If we find the next Vince Papali <laughs> or the next Adam Thielen, now we're playing the game. What do you got, Diggs? Adam, I know you have to say the, the right thing here, but you're going up against the Seattle defense this week that's uh, averaging, I believe, 400 yards a game giving up passing. Like When you go into a game like that, do you get maybe just like a little bit excited going up against that defense? Or <laughs> Well, it's funny because you know everybody talks about like the stats, uh, but if you watch their games, uh, mo- you know, a few of them, they were had, you know, big leads where t- they were kind of just playing prevent de- defense where they just kind of letting guys catch the ball and then tackle them. Uh, so stats can be misleading. Uh, they they have some guys, you know, in that secondary that are they're dang good football players. So uh, I, I kind of it's kind of a it's a weird deal when you're in the NFL and people start talking about, man, they should just crush them because they're, you know, giving up so many yards. But uh, when you look at the film, it's a different story. But. Um, again, that, that Seattle defense, no joke. They they never uh, uh, they always are doing the right thing, and and they're flying around, smacking people, creating turnovers. I think they have uh, some of the highest turnovers in the NFL. So uh, they're they're a really good defense. I know you like your defense, and your defense is good, but. Russ is going to figure it out. You guys are going to have to score. You're yeah. going to have to score. Good luck. And I'm excited you potentially, you know, score for your kid's birthday. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't, I mean, who knows what your kid says about his birthday. Uh, How old is he? How old is your kid? He's, he's four. Oh, he'll uh, remember this yeah. one, too. Yeah. yeah, this is one he will remember. Worst birthday ever. I remember when my dad left me at home because I was locked in there to go play a football game and told me he was going to score a touchdown and didn't score a touchdown. I was five. I think. Four? I was four or five. Four or five. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like, it was just a, hey, just. Well, I do have, I do have cleats that say happy birthday. Ashley. Uh, oh, nice. Game, so. Smart. Yeah. Okay. So either way, you'll be good. Yeah, okay. he'll be pissed if you Yeah, dad score. of the year. All right, yeah. got it, Ty. Uh, Adam, obviously, you probably can't do it much during the season, but uh, how's the golf game looking right now? And uh, are you gearing up to defend your belt with Pat at the Bahamas next year? Uh, such a bummer that we didn't get to play this year. Uh, it was one of my uh, most you know fun times playing golf with Pat with no shoes on. Uh, we weren't a great team. I think we tied. Hey, that's maybe. better than a lot of people that lost, man. <laughs> Come on, bud. Love, love the belt, though. Love the belt. Yeah, you got um, <laughs> But actually, uh, before two weeks before the season started, I played the best round of golf I've ever played. Uh, and then I haven't touched a club since, so uh, it's probably not great. But but hey, I was I had it there. The game was there at one point. You were insane watching you golf. To be honest, I had no idea what to expect. Obviously, uh, you're you came onto the scene in the NFL, and it was always like the sneaky athlete guy. And then oh, I think Randy Moss was like, "This guy is not sneaky athlete. Like this guy, very This guy he just goes around. It's not really a sneak or a surprise anymore. Right? Like you started like earning respect by people who didn't pay attention, just wanted to classify you into the classic. Hey, this white guy went and paid for a regional combine wide receiver guy, hardworking guy. It's like no, this guy's a freak athlete, and we knew that going in to the round or whatever but whenever you and me played chris paul and del uh, curry del curry who's unbelievable he shot a 63 unbelievable Jeez. golfer i had no idea what to expect you were you were so damn good you played out at that tahoe tourney how'd you do out there uh i did okay i struggled the first day but then i played pretty well i think i finished uh like top 20 maybe 
It's pretty good. Wow. You need me out there, huh? Is that what you need? You need me to That's what I really need. Yeah. You you know what you you should be on the bag. Well, I won't caddy for anybody. It, if, I, if I had you as a caddy, though, you don't carry my clubs. I'll carry my clubs, but you're just there. <laughs> just, to, just to keep me, you know, relaxed, focused. You read my putts, obviously. Yeah, well, that's going to be tough. I'm not good at reading, but I will keep you relaxed out there. It's all and, in the hips. And, and they do have free drinks, so. hey oh, Bingo. That. And, you know, I don't drink much, but that is a time where I think I would hop right back into the intoxicated river if I had to. What do you got? Adam, uh, what what are you listening to pregame? And also, when you guys win, do you guys have a go-to song in the locker room after? Yeah, here we go. That's a great question. I don't actually listen to music very much. Um, these, so empty really ass, a, a these empty ass, these empty stadiums. You're just oh yeah, nothing. Love this, this. is good. This is well, good. Like I library. I talk too much. I, I like to talk. Uh, if you guys haven't found that out, mm-hmm. um, so I just go around the locker room and, and find guys that just want to talk, <laughs> and just kind of. <laughs> It's my way of, I guess, just uh, kind of zoning out that there's actually a football game going on, and I just kind of get get uh, just kind of chilled out and relaxed and and uh, ready to go. Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He comes on the show every single it's pretty week. Pretty good. He talks about. Oh yeah, your best friend, right? Yeah, much better friend than me. Whoa! Oh, no. You're um, he talked about how he said that the potential lack of fans is obviously good for the offense because you can hard count and you can communicate. But he also thought potentially, and he didn't make this as like a definitive shot, but he said there's a chance that like the juice that the crowd potentially gives for a defensive side of the ball because they have to gear up to hit somebody as opposed to not get hit is potentially something. It's have you experienced any positives from the no crowd and the kind of being quiet aside? from the obvious being able to communicate with Kirk uh, and hear exactly what he's saying. Yeah, no, no positives. Honestly, Um, (laughs) I think, I think what it is, honestly, is it's an advantage for the away team. Uh, Cause you know, most of the time you go into a a stadium and it's just crazy. You can't hear the calls barely. Uh, It's hard to make checks. You can't hear the snap count, things like that. And now you go into a a away stadium and it's like, you know, dead silent feels like a practice um and uh you know you can communicate do those things so it's it's kind of a weird deal it's almost like flipped the uh home away you know uh home home advantage so it's definitely interesting uh before we let you go and we can't thank you enough for spending time here on this fast friday uh is that your logo on your hat right there that's right yeah that's, cool. found it. that's a dope hey that is a very good look as i was looking at it while you were talking i was like oh the at there i see it i like that logo that's a very good logo what is the adam thielen foundation yeah, it's uh, we're we're here to help uh, youth reach their full potential. That's kind of our slogan. Um, we we kind of do a wide variety, but really just helping uh, kids that that don't have resources, don't have opportunities, uh, giving them those resources, those opportunities. And our big push right now is is change through sport. So uh, allowing them to to play sports, play at a high level by providing equipment, you know, resources, opportunities, whether that be camps or. Um, you know, being able to uh, help these teams play other teams, things like that. Uh, just allowing these kids, whether it be middle school, high school kids, to be able to play at their their highest potential and and uh, want to play because they have the the right resources. So it's been really cool, and uh, we're excited to continue, um, you know, helping out. Hey, you're a sneaky good guy, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Crafty philanthropist. You know what I mean? I appreciate um, that. How do we how do we help out? What's the website? Yeah, feelingfoundation.org. So uh, Feeling. you, can, you can find out everything we're doing and, uh, you know, what, what's go on, going on with, with our foundation and what, what we, uh, you know, our fundraising events, things like that. So 
uh, appreciate you supporting. No problem. I'm going to buy one of those hats for sure. And that's oh, yeah. I before E rule there in the Thielen name. Uh, Thielen I before E except that for C. Mm-hmm. Which that I, that's kind of bullshit, though, I do believe. <laughs> yeah, I think there's yeah, a couple with, words. With names, it doesn't really work. Yeah, which is the only time it really pops up, so it's kind of a lie. Anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a man who's a stud for the Minnesota Vikings, ladies and gentlemen, from the Adam Thielen Foundation, Adam Thielen. Uh, So sorry for interrupting. Just want to let you know that when you're having sex, okay, do you think to yourself, this sex should be going longer? Yeah. When you're, you do, Ty? Well, no, but I mean, you know, for the situation, yeah, a lot of people do. You were just answering and making people think who potentially thought that, like, hey, you're not alone. Right, exactly. There's a lot of people out there. A lot of, everybody wants to put on a show in a sack, but some people just don't have the ability to do so. Mm-mm. So a men's health company came along named Roman and said, excuse me, let us help you out with said problem. They created something called Roman Swipes. They come in discrete packages that show up at your house. Normally, two-day delivery, okay? Mm-hmm. Normally, two-day delivery. So right now, you won't be able to get it until Monday because it is Feel Good Friday. But next week, if you were to partake in fornication, it could be the greatest fornication that you've ever had in your life because these Roman Swipes that show up in discrete packages, nobody knows that you have them. And they're small enough, they fit in your back pocket, your wallet. Nobody will know that you have them on you. Right before it's time to practice love making with somebody, you go into the bathroom, you go ahead and rub the swipes on. They will dry quickly Mm -hmm. and they will not transfer to your partner. So nobody knows that you have a secret tag team partner on top of your baby maker to make you have the longest, greatest fornication session you've ever had in your entire life. Yeah. That's what Roman does. Roman not only has these swipes that make you better in the sack and make you put on a show, which is always a good time. Roman also has hair product, skin product, everything you could possibly need to be the best male you've ever wanted to be in your entire life in all facets. And right now, you go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. You'll get $15 off your first order and free two-day shipping. So by Monday or Tuesday, you could have longer, better sex, Longer, better hair, and better skin, and everything else that they have going on at Roman, the premier men's health brand. Once again, that's getroman.com forward slash Pat, $15 off your first order and free two-day shipping. Become the best you possible in this year where nobody thinks it's possible at getroman.com forward slash Pat. I'm so thankful for Roman, making everybody feel better, look better, and do better. That's what it's all about. Back to the show. We're being joined now by a man who only has a a few minutes, so let's get right into this thing. From the NFL Network, an insider, a man who dunked on Boston Connor on his last appearance. He looks like he's 12, but has the knowledge of a 90-year-old man, the young, the handsome, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Pelissar. Thank you, boys. Attaboy, Tom. How you doing, pal? Fantastic. Um, Last night showed a little bit of Tom Brady maybe not being the perfect quarterback that everybody has always thought that he was. What are you hearing out of Tampa Bay this morning? Is he going to cut and fire everybody over there, Tom? Well, it's interesting listening to uh, Bruce Arians try to explain the unexplainable, which is uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the best players of his era, uh, and a guy who certainly, for whatever physically Tom Brady may have lost at this stage in his career, mentally, 
has remained far ahead of everybody, not knowing what down it was uh, at the end of the game. I mean, it's not as if uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> as you look at the, the photo, I mean, there's, you want to talk about a meme instantly. That's, that's one of about five that uh, Brady created last night. It's, I, I don't say that there's any kind of a, a panic or an overreaction to it. It's just kind of a, a very unusual uh, situation that you run into at the end of a game where I would think the more concerning thing for Bruce Arians and the Bucks really coming out of it would be what happened to the offense as a whole after the uh, first couple of drives when they were putting points on the board. Great question there, Tom. And you can listen to Tom Palisaro on Sirius XM NFL Radio and see his handsome face on NFL Network. Tom, the only thing we want to know about, and I assume your life is consumed about, <laughs> is COVID-19, games being moved. At what point do you think the NFL just adds a week at the end of the season or two to make up games? And what do we expect out of this weekend with this Jets situation with the Cardinals game? Well, with regard to week 18, that's definitely been discussed. It's a possibility just depending upon what might happen in the coming weeks here. But it's not as if this is kind of a front burner, like, all right, let's just screw it. Let's shut it down. Let's move games to the end of the year. They don't want to do that uh, in the short term. Uh, Certainly, we're looking at the Patriots and the Titans situations. Those two games already being moved. Um, You know, the most concerning thing with those potentially, but or I shouldn't say concerning, but the thing that you're going to have to be aware of here is it is quite possible that you are going to have additional positive tests for the Titans and or the Patriots because the contact tracing data that the NFL has pulled shows that both uh, Stephon Gilmore and uh, some of the Titans players who recently tested positive also had what they consider to be close and high-risk contact contact, uh, with other people on the team. So it's almost expected you're going to have additional positive this weekend, but let's be clear that's not necessarily going to cause the nfl uh to shut it down or to cancel the games uh with the Jets situation really you know it's important to understand the procedure that happens here so my understanding is a player in the normal round of daily testing his pcr test came back positive what happens when you get a positive test from the previous day three things they rerun the original sample they do a point of care test with rapid results and they do a new pcr test well there was a discrepancy between the PCR rerun and the point of care test. So the new PCR test is basically the tiebreaker. And now what happens is they send that to a lab, which happens to be in New Jersey. So it's very close. It's possible that this ends up getting confirmed today. And there's a Jets player who's positive and the abundance of caution that they showed by having everybody go home today would be justified. If it's shown to be a false positive, then guess what? The player and the Jets could be back in the building later today and resuming practice. The NFL has not, to this point, shut down games because of one positive test. They did delay the Chiefs game last week against the Patriots because Cam Newton had had a lot of close contacts uh, that were uh, concerning. But then as they further explored the data, they realized that not a lot of it was high risk. They explored the, um, the video, surveillance video from inside the Patriots facility. They saw people wearing masks, wearing contact tracers, Cam and Everybody who was around him, they felt comfortable going forward with the game. But, you know, there's also those contact tracers come off when you're outside the building. And you're not necessarily having people going around telling you to put on your mask when you're outside the building. All of which led to Stephon Gilmore has his positive test. A defensive tackle on the practice squad named Bill Murray also tested positive. This is one of only two cases here where you have a concern about multiple positive tests in the same time frame with one team that we've had since the season began. So the NFL is reviewing both the Titans and Patriots situations. But as of now, even if you do have an additional positive case or two that emerged this weekend for one of those teams, fully expect that the Patriots will be playing on Monday afternoon and the Titans will be playing on Tuesday night. 
Um, William Murray needs to figure it out on that practice. <laughs> we need him to take it easy there. Um, Titans Bills will play on Tuesday night. So now we have two Monday night football games, a Tuesday night game, but we no longer have a Thursday night game between Bills and Chiefs because of what happened with Titans. There was a conversation about that game potentially being Saturday night. Now it's been moved to Sunday. Why do we not have a Saturday night NFL game? Let's go ahead and pull the trigger on that one, Tom. Maybe run that up the pole or the ladder over there <laughs> yeah. in your NFL network basement that you have. Well, the NFL has had kind of a standing agreement with uh, colleges and, and high schools that they'll stay off of Friday and Saturday. It's not necessarily okay. a hard and fast rule in every case, but Good for uh, they've Good kind of stayed away from playing that, which is why there's always Saturday games on NFL network in December when you have that break between the conference title games and uh, the college football playoff. So in general, they've stayed away from that. You also can understand if, you know, Alabama is playing on a Saturday night, you may not get as good a ratings they are. as you otherwise would have mm-hmm. for a Chiefs game. It's Bama, Georgia, by the way, which is a rather large game happening on Saturday. So why would you want to go up against that rather than simply manipulating moving games around in the Sunday window? That's because that's I would like to bounce back and forth between <laughs> Bama, Georgia and Bill's Chiefs. Thank you. Is there anything? Is there something wrong with the Monday Night Wars, Tom? You ever heard about that? Maybe we make a little. You, you don't like, but I understand the NFL looking out for football as a whole. That is probably. Well, even look back to last week where you had a Monday Night doubleheader, but the first game uh, between the Chiefs and Patriots overlapped the Packers Falcons game. What happened this week? Well, all of a sudden you have a doubleheader where those games are spaced out. You're taking up more of the window. You know, they're, they're learning. Every one of these situations is new, not just with COVID-19, but the actual you know, bottom line aspects of these situations this creates. How do they get the most football on TV in the best windows possible while also doing it in a uh, responsible manner from a health and safety perspective? That's really kind of the, the framework and the context of this. And every player, listen, and, and Pat, you, you've been in that position you have to take the responsibility in these spots to do everything you can to prevent the the spread. Oh, yeah. you, whatever you think about the disease, and we can have certainly intellectual debates about mortality rates and all this type of stuff. If you want to continue to collecting a paycheck as an NFL player, you have to protect the team. Yeah. I mean, if, if games go away, if the season gets canceled, yeah. you stop getting paid. And on top of that, there will be a, a billion dollar plus revenue impact that would impact salary caps for years to come. I, mean, I would there's, I, there's a lot at stake. Very suit, here. very suit and league <laughs> of you to <laughs> only put blame on players there. No, listen, where fo- no, 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 Tom. This is what you just said. You, you players need to take this upon yourself. The well, NFL, Pat, on Monday, and you can go back. I reported this last Sunday. The NFL on Monday. I uh, had a conference call with GMs and head coaches where I'm not going to say that they had the riot act read to them, but it was made clear in no uncertain terms. If we get positive cases, it is not the protocols that is failing. It is the people that are failing. Yeah. Everybody's got responsibility here. Yeah. Nobody can get complacent. Everybody has to try to do the right thing. If you want to actually finish the season. What day did you say that Monday? I said it on Sunday. The call was Monday. Well, here's the goddamn Friday, and you already forgot about that. You just put all the blame on the players. What is that? Five? This is a feel-good Friday, and you're just like, hey, the players need It's been a long damn week. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, they had the riot act read to them. What's going to happen with the Titans? That's a, a great question. That review is ongoing. I can tell you that they have pulled surveillance video. They have conducted interviews. Oh, uh, they have been looking into multiple instances involving dis- different position groups holding unauthorized offsite workouts, uh, which you know would potentially help explain why 
you know, two weeks or a week and a half after the facility was shut down, you still had positive, new positive cases coming out uh, over the past couple of days. That Those are the things that they have to uh, look into here. It is complicated, but they're they're pulling a lot of stuff. You know, initially it seemed like the review was going to be wrapped up at the start of this week. It's obviously now Friday. That has not yet taken place. But if violations of protocols are found, and with the player workouts, it certainly seems like you have evidence of that. Uh, you can expect discipline and potentially harsh discipline. I know you only have like a minute or two left. I hope the NFL investigates those pedal bars around Nashville as well. <laughs> Connor, what do you got? Uh, Mr. Pelissero, if Cam is playing on Sunday, when do you think we can hear if, if that he's actually playing? Connor. Connor. <laughs> What's up, Tim? Uh, you would expect to hear that close to game time. I mean, the, the thing we don't know with Cam Newton because – I know that it's been reported he was asymptomatic. <laughs> symptoms can develop later uh, with COVID-19. And depending whether or not you have symptoms, that impacts the treatment protocols in terms of what all needs to take place, who needs to clear you, the passing of tests, uh, and all those things. If it's strictly he is asymptomatic, he's got to pass two PCR tests, 24 hours apart. That is really kind of the, the baseline for him being able to get back. The question just becomes, if he was first testing positive last Friday, how quickly could he get those two negative tests yeah. that that's really what it, it boils down to uh that could certainly it's it is within the medical realm and i don't have my md on me but it's certainly within the realm as i understand it that you could have somebody testing negative twice but you're still talking about within 10 days of, of first testing positive uh so it's gonna be a tight timeline certainly for this week even with the game kicked back to monday all right tim we appreciate you buddy <laughs> um i know you got a busy day it's been a long week have a great one your teeth look unbelievable wow yeah. Everybody keeps – I keep getting texts about my teeth. I think it's these lights in here. They just bounce <laughs> off, or maybe it's the, the makeup that I haven't quite uh, dulled down to my winter tone. Well, you look – by the way, keep the summer tone going. It's oh, quarantine yeah. time, baby. You uh, do what you got to do. You look like you do – you put one of those things that the Instagram influencers put on. It's like a tanning – blue light? Yeah, it's like a tanning <laughs> yeah. bed for your teeth, and you pop out on the other side. They look really good. Ladies and gentlemen – somebody's watching it, I'm available. Ooh. <laughs> Don't sound so <laughs> desperate, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen – Tom Pelissero. Thank you, Tom. I've had a couple encounters with refs, by the way. Uh, Those replacement refs, they they and I had a couple moments because uh, this came up last night. They had a QB ball in on fourth down instead of a K ball because they panicked, forgot that they were supposed to get a K ball in until there was like uh, 13 seconds left on the play clock. And Overton was holding the ball and looks back at me and he goes, this is a QB ball. So I go, Hey bud, we got to get a K ball in there. And they go, well, we don't have time. I was like, just reset the play clock. This is, Hey, Hey bud, no big deal. Just reset Mm -hmm. the play clock. And they just stopped talking to me, put the whistle in their mouth. And I'm like, (laughs) You don't even know that you just fucked me probably out of eight to nine yards here. Yeah. And you don't even have a clue. that. And the difference between a K ball and a Q ball, uh, QB ball, by the way, uh, it all came to be, I believe it was Minnesota Vikings punter or kicker from West Virginia. I forget who it was back in the day. Anyways, some guy, some punter and kicker, they would beat up a ball so much. And they were all in the same. They were just game balls, basically. QB ball, kicker balls, punter balls. They were all the same. So the quarterbacks would put a bunch together. And then the kickers would put a bunch together. And that's back whenever you hear the stories of them, like, getting the balls drenched and then putting them in a dryer. And blah, 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 and these balls would be as big as, like, a rugby ball. And they would be massive. That's why every stat that you hear from a certain couple of years when they learned how to game the ball is very interesting when it comes to kickers and punters because these balls were just basically balloons sent to go. Allegedly, one game, 
in a primetime game, one of the massively beat up balls that was meant for the kickers got tossed in as a quarterback ball. Quarterback, I think it was Brett Favre, uh, ball slipped out of hand through pick six or something like Ooh. that. Loses game. Brett Favre gets very pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure if it was Brett. Brett Favre gets very pissed off. Next next year, there's a K-ball rule now. So now the quarterbacks are allowed to bring in their own balls. Like You're allowed to work with them through the week, do whatever you want to do with them. It doesn't matter. I mean, granted, there's probably some guys that like it a little bit softer, maybe. Oh, uh, but, some guys like it a little more inflated Some well. like them a little bit more inflated. Some people like them a little bit more beat up some like them new and tacky so the quarterbacks are like hey whatever you you bring your own balls in and i'd sat in on a meeting where our equipment managers and matt hasselbeck uh went through this 100 balls and i think he had to pick like 15 for the game or whatever and the the equipment managers would toss it to hasselbeck hasselbeck would take the ball and act as if this is it and he would go he would take the ball he'd catch it and he'd go okay and he'd move his thumb like this to see if it was good then he would flip the ball and he'd move his thumb then he'd flip it again and then he'd do it again and then he would throw it yes or no thing right and it was kind of intriguing and i just so happened to be like held hostage in this thing he wins so the next week i'm just hanging out hasback goes uh hey need you in the uh game ball thing and i'm like what do you he was Excuse like, you were in last week, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, we won. So let's go. And, I, <laughs> and this is like a 30-minute process. Like, this is so – I said, we went on like a five-game win streak. So for oh. five games, I'm in this thing, and I'm learning about the entire process, right? And I'm like looking at balls before he gets them, and I'm like, I think this one's going to be good. He said, he's like, it was good. Good call. And then I was like, oh, I think this one's bad. And he was like, no, it's good. Probably our best ball, actually. I'm like, ah, they don't oh, have it yet. Miss. So I sat in those meetings. That was the first time I'd ever been a part of that. It was kind of cool to yeah. see that whole thing come about because K-balls, at one point, uh, immediately after that flub of the ball being too fat and throwing the pick in prime time and it changing, they would take them straight out of the box. Nobody was allowed to touch them, and then they were just put into the game. So Jeez. kickers, you're not allowed to do anything to the football, and guys were not happy. I mean, because a brand-new football yes. is basically rock hard. So guys' uh, averages went down. You're talking about kicks being missed back in the day that you didn't expect. And I think that was back when the kickoff was at the 32. So you had kickoffs laying at like the 15, the 10. Like, and guys were like, this is just a nightmare, let alone when it's cold, a brand-new ball, which oh. is rock hard, and it's cold. It almost becomes like, a, uh, like one of those uh, – chocolate shelled ice creams where you know it's hard on the outside but if you break the shell it's oh, like very yeah. soft oh, yeah. so, so there's brand new yeah like an eclair those brand new balls when they get cold that's exactly what they are it's like a frozen outside but the part that you really want to penetrate on the inside is super soft so because it's cold so it loses air so it's like a it was basically a nightmare for kickers so the kickers and punters bitch or whatever they run up the thing and then they instituted a k-ball rule and the new k-ball rule is basically there's seven balls equipment managers from both teams get 30 minutes with the balls before the game while being watched by an nfl official okay so for instance we have a guy equipment manager he's the man named frog legendary dude and he took a lot of pride in his work. He would go in there for 30 minutes with the other equipment manager that the other team would send in there, and he would have a brush. You're only allowed a brush. I think you're allowed a bottle of water, and you have 30 minutes, okay? So he would come out, by the way, dripping in sweat, dripping in God. sweat. The other equipment manager, <laughs> dripping in sweat. And every single Christmas, Vinatieri and I would uh, have a, a very large gift to this man's house because he helped us out a lot. Yeah. And there'd be some teams where their equipment manager wouldn't buy in as much for the 30 minutes, so Frog would basically just be like i'll get the first two because then after that the game balls would be numbered one through seven and you're only going to rotate probably the first three balls one ball uh is the game ball but there's a chance that it either gets lost house 
punt return, goes anything like that. So then you have numbers one, two, three. And I don't think I've ever seen ball four in the game unless it was Walt Anderson in fucking England. Oh. And that guy just screwed me over over there. But that's the entire process. So whenever last night they had a, oh, they had a K ball in, they had to get the K ball out. That K ball is very different than a quarterback ball. And the quarterback ball has been worked all week and brought to the game by the team. The K ball was only brought out of a box like 45 minutes before the game started and the equipment managers only had 30 minutes with it. But there were some places where we talked to the kicker and punter like going into the game and they're like, our guy's bad or whatever. We're like, okay, tell your guy that our guy, good. Legit. Hey, let our guy go to work. But back in the day, there was little gamesmanship from people where they would somehow talk the ball boy into throwing ball five out there if it was like a late late game winner or something like that. I do believe there's a chance that the guy who got yelled at by Peyton Manning had somebody do that one time. Uh, and had somebody like toss out ball six for a game six winner. Ball. Yeah, so it was, there's a little games of chip in that, but I think we're wow. at the point now where everybody's like one through three. So when everybody was talking about like uh, the K ball, what is that? What is this? Is this like another deflate gate thing? It's like, no, it's actually complete opposite because, <laughs> and that's why when the deflate gate thing happened, people were asking me like, what is the ball soft or whatever? It's like, I have no fucking idea. Dude, I don't touch. I, I'm only with the K-Balls, dog. Yeah. And I will tell you, in the past, I had heard that there was some things with the K-Balls up there in New England, but not Goskowski. Goskowski and, and Vinatieri, we have a lot of respect, but I guess way back, there was potentially a little bit of games. So you and Vinny then use the same K-Balls, and do punters and kickers like the same type of ball? Uh, yes. Okay. Everybody likes the same ball. Just get, get that thing beat up. I think I tweeted the... The other day that when you're a kicker there's a couple rules or whatever and one of them was a beat up ball is awesome like it, it, you can see if like at the combine they give you guys brand new balls mm-hmm. i was not invited to the combine but i'll tell you oh. what if, if i was invited to the combine like maybe year five going into that thing and they tossed me that ball i would say yeah i would never fucking kick this i'm not <laughs> gonna do the i'm not gonna do the rep but the the young guys can't say that or right. whatever but it is a very big thing matt stover the, whenever he came to the Colts, he liked brand new balls. He was like, I want to make it as hard as I can in practice. I want it to be easy in a game, you know. I want to kick into the wind. And I was like, oh, not me, dog. Like, <laughs> no, thanks. I want to see the ball go in the hoop. Like, I want to see <laughs> – I would like the most beat-up ball possible, actually. Yeah. I want to see this thing fly. I want the cork to bat and, <laughs> and be – I want this ball flying. And by the way, I understand there's a chance we're going to kick into the wind, and we do have to work on that. But let's take a majority with the wind so that I can be like, hey, I'm kicking the ball further than any human been on earth Mm -hmm. that's how i am matt server was like well that's not gonna that's not the way i do it or whatever so we had two very different opinions on that (laughs) and i know there's a lot of kickers that do i'm always a hey let's succeed and have a great motherfucking time type guy and i loved frog for that i mean amongst other things the equipment managers are awesome but him coming out just sweating like for instance there was a year where (laughs) i was where i was me and Vinny. We're Pro Bowl. We were going to the Pro Bowl, yeah. right? But we had like three weeks left. So Vinny couldn't miss any, and I had to keep balling. And you could tell like when Frog went in there and came out, he was like, hey, we're, we're going to make Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> like, yeah, we are. Hey, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah we are. Can't thank you enough for rocking with us this week. All of our guests, just the fact that they take time to talk to us is ridiculous, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But the fact that they say the things that they do, Mm -hmm. so, so grateful for.
And the fact that you people take time out of your days to allow us to spend some time with you and put us into your daily routine, your daily schedule, we can't thank you enough. This podcast is growing, which I would have never guessed because we were used to be three times a week. Now we're five times a week and it's continuing to grow and grow and grow. And we are so, so, so thankful. Be a friend, tell a friend if you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you didn't enjoy the show, act like it never happened. Have the greatest weekend of your entire life. We cannot wait to get a chance to chat and for you to listen on Monday. And then obviously, right on the other side of that, another Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Yes. Then we just keep it going, keep it going. Uh, we're all in this thing together. From all of us to all of you, you're the best. Have a great weekend. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music that will launch and propel these humans into the greatest weekend in the history of 2020. We'll see you on Monday. Cheers. Antoine, you a fool for this one. Yeah. And this chef, man, Uncle Sam. I'm in my zone every day, every night, every night. Another couple shots about to get me right. You know it. Surrounded by the ones that get me through it all. Only thing we need more of is alcohol. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Now you can find me posted up, drinking out the bottle. It ain't even sex shit, but when I tell your girl to swallow. Push your hate aside, uh, celebrate your life uh, Don't you slay my vibe, cause we bout to raise the night I'm talking good vibes, good times, fun, love Drink this, drink that, all night, sun's up This ain't that two-step group dance, same music This be that forget my name, spraying champagne music Break it down, cause we just getting started Fill it up, raise a cup, welcome to the party Top, bottom, top, that's how we hit the toast Six, four, hundred spokes, yeah, that's what I call the goat uh, People talking down, put the index to the lips It falls on their fears when you flexing on the kid Music won't stop, I see your anger ain't a danger When it comes to Sam and Twine, we got bankers in the chamber I'm in my zone every day, every night Another couple shots about to get me right Surrounded by the ones that get me through it all Only thing we need more of is alcohol Hey, I'm getting lit, hey, you getting lit, hey, who's getting lit, hey, we getting lit, hey, I'm getting lit, hey, you getting lit, hey, who's getting lit, hey, we getting lit. Started on beast mode, now I'm on feast mode, beast hitting numbers like them seniors in casinos. Go for them pre-rolls, you think it's beast mode. Uh, I don't know what round me on me, cause my speech slow. We gon' laugh loud, but we lash out. And when I kill the bottle, that's when I black out. They trying to pass out, I need to cash out Trying to find some smothered cover top Ass round, shout out You know what's going down Pop a top, do a shot or you can blow an ounce We trying to lift the mood, make sure it ain't lower That's why when we celebrate we hardly ever sober Wouldn't trade it for the world, that's just how I feel When you hear them drunken thoughts, then you know it's real We ain't turning down, we only turning up I told y'all it was real, but I don't think you heard enough I'm in my zone every day, every night Another couple shots about to get me right Surrounded by the ones that get me through it all Only thing we need more of is alcohol Hey, I'm getting lit, hey, you getting lit, hey Who's getting lit, hey, we getting lit, hey I'm getting lit, hey, you getting lit, hey Who's getting lit, hey, we getting lit <laughs> Yes, sir
good though. Having time of our lives. It's your man, I'm just saying. And my homie Twine, we out.